Good morning. It is Thursday, November 16th. It is six minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So yesterday we were talking about Nikki Haley and how she said that every person on social media should be verified by their name. She also said that she wanted social media companies to be transparent with Americans and show their algorithms. Bit of an authoritarian approach, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Guess what happened? Oh, I bet it didn't go well for her. No. Oh. She got criticized. Uh, A lot of people said, uh, I'm done with her because of this. This is the point where she lost the presidential campaign. And then guess what happened? She walked it back. Oh, of course she did, Casey. Because Mm -hmm. nothing says deeply held belief like changing your opinion one day after everyone gets mad at you. Yeah, after a lot of uh, backlash for her unconstitutional proposal to ban anonymous speech online, she walked it back, which seems to be a, a bit of a pattern for Nikki Haley. She does some flip-flopping occasionally. She did that uh, in regards to Gaza refugees and now she's doing it again with social media concerns. Well, look, again, these people, many of them, most of them, almost all of them who (laughs) run for president will say and do just about anything in order to curry favor. And she became the establishment darling as the alternative to Trump. Mm -hmm. And the problem is when you don't have deeply held core convictions, which Nikki Haley does not, clearly based on the fact that she somehow went from never Trumper, which she was in 2015, I watched her give a gross pathetic speech at the GOP fall dinner when she was a gross never Trumper, um, to being his UN ambassador. That's not, I mean, Romney's the same way, right? Romney was all for Trump when he thought Trump was going to make him Secretary of State. And then Trump laughed at him and then Romney became it. These people are very pathetic people. And you see some these people say or do whatever they think will help them in the moment. She believed her own media manufactured hype for a brief period of time and she stepped in it and now she's just like the rest of them. She's mm-hmm. done. Changing her mind. Well, when she realized how unpopular her plan was, what did she do? Well, say something different. We need our social media companies to verify everybody so that we can get all of those. You're not really saying that people can't tweet. I mean, but but that's bad enough because you you see what it's doing to to our kids and bullying and everything else. Do I think life would be more civil if we were able to do that? Yes. It's the same reason why I think doxing like, you know, you should stand by what you say. But no, like if you can have anonymous, I don't mind anonymous American people having free speech. What I don't like is anonymous Russian. And China and Chinese and Iranians having free speech with the conversation. Okay, so what she should have said is, I don't like the, you know, the misinformation, the disinformation. But, but instead, what is misinformation? Right. What what is what does that even mean? You know, it was Russian misinformation. What is what is that? I mean, it's well documented that the U.S. over the years in many foreign conflicts has engaged in misinformation. So what? It's okay if we do it and it's not okay if they do. And this isn't about Mm -hmm. kids, Casey. It's not about I'm trying to protect your children. That's the job of the parent to protect the children. And the fact that she apparently thinks like Hillary, it takes a village and I must protect your kids uh, because you're too stupid to do it. That's interesting. It's about she doesn't like. Trump supporters who are turning their guns on her and they can do it under anonymous names and accounts. Now, again, there are certain things that if people say or print anonymously and if you want to press it, there's a legal avenue. I don't have a problem with forcing if you believe a legal infraction has occurred against you that you should have the right to know through a legal process who said it 
and there should be mechanisms, and there are, by which you can force social media companies to turn over IP addresses, et cetera. No problem with that. But this idea that everyone must declare who they are. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people don't want to declare who they are because they might lose their they might lose their job or they might their child might be punished. And as long as they're not committing infractions or breaking the law, then they should have the right to post under whatever name they want to post under. You mentioned Hillary Clinton and there's a video going around of Nikki Haley now saying the reason she got into politics was because of Hillary Clinton. She was inspired by Hillary the, Clinton. There's nothing in Nikki Haley's actually actual legislative record that you would look at and go, oh my gosh, she's such a great conservative. We should totally have her as the, uh, you know, as the uh, president of the United States. Here's a great example for this. Nikki Haley, when Nikki Haley was governor, the Confederate flag was still flown on the mm-hmm. court at the state house grounds in South Carolina. Yeah. Now you can be on whatever opinion you want to be on that, and reasonable people can disagree, etc. It doesn't. There are a lot of people who are the furthest thing from racist who still were fine with the Confederate flag, in addition to the U.S. flag being flown for heritage issues, etc. Again, people are all over the map on this. Reasonable people can disagree, but the idea that you were okay with this for a lengthy period of time. And then magically, when the winds of society or what you perceived as the winds of society, it wasn't actually the winds of society, the winds of the media were focused upon Mm. the idea of the Confederate flag flying. And then you suddenly, you know, like are like the Grinch, you found the strength of 10 freedom fighters plus two. (laughs) And now you just take it down. That's not you believing that, because if you really believed that, you would have come into office and said, we're going to do this. You did it on a whim, mm-hmm. the same way as you're changing your mind now on a whim, the same way as you were totally against Trump until he became the nominee, and then you wanted a job, mm-hmm. and so then you agreed mm-hmm. to go work for him. What that's, can you do for me now? That's who she's always been. Yeah. It is 11 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So guess what President Biden did after he had his big reunion with his old friend Xi Jinping. Oh, do I even want to know, Casey? Well, he threw a big party oh. with a bunch of elites. Uh, this one featured Gwen Stefani oh. at a concert, and they had fireworks. Do do we think? Doesn't that sound about right? Do we think Biden actually knew who Gwen Stefani was? <laughs> I no, I'm sure he couldn't name any of her songs. I mean, do we think coherent Biden would have known who Gwen Stefani was, much less Biden today? No, no, no. I don't think on any level he knows. But he described the meeting as some of the most productive talks that they had. But let's review how it went down. Uh, Here he is doing a presser after the meeting with Xi, and he can't remember who he's calling on. Uh, I'm embarrassed. I think it's CBS, but I can't remember who is CBS. I'm sorry. So clearly, they have predetermined who they're right, going to pick. Right, no cards. I yeah. mean, it's the president. Mm-hmm. Like you, ask your question. Mm-hmm. What's the question next? You know, I was watching. Uh, I was watching the movie Blue Chips last night as I was operating very effectively the daddy daycare service. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the <laughs> beginning of the movie, Nick Nolte comes out. His team's not very good, and he comes out at the end, and the guys are asking him questions, and he just turns it around on him and goes, well, "That was a stupid question." Nick, you know, like he's not worried about who he's calling on. He's calling on people he knows doesn't like him, but he turns it around on him if they ask a stupid question. He gives them a stupid answer. But with this guy, 
He can't even pick who he's going to call on on his own. That has to be predetermined for him. And then he makes a total idiot out of himself, even more so than normal. Oh, I don't know. Is it CBS? Uh. He's got note cards right in front of him that tell him who he's calling on. And even with the note cards, he can't Just get it Just point at the guy and go, you, what's yeah. your question? Right, yeah. Um, okay, so later on, he was mumbling through this one. And he did say that the ultimate answer for the Hamas-Israel situation war is that it is a two-state solution i made it clear to the israelis that um to bibi and to his war cabinet that i think the only ultimate answer here is a two-state solution that's real we got to get to the point where there is an ability to be able to even talk without worrying about whether or not we're just dealing with, uh, they're dealing with Hamas that's going to engage in the same activities they did over the past, uh, on, on the 7th. So it, it's, uh, but I can't tell, I'm not a fortune teller, I can't tell you how long it's going to last. But I can tell you, I don't think it ultimately ends until there's a two-state solution. I made it clear to the Israelis, I think it's a big mistake to, for them to think they're going to occupy Gaza and maintain Gaza. I don't think that works. And so I think you're going to see efforts to uh, bring along, well, I shouldn't go in anymore because that's been things I've been negotiating with Arab countries and others about what the next steps are. So as he's speaking, he's giving away possible classified information, but haven't the Palestinians been offered? A state before? I mean, isn't that what what, they had? Yes, that's correct, Casey. And it never works. And this is why Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be giving any money to Israel, because Mm -hmm. as long as you are going to enable Hamas, because they are the Palestinian government, they are in control of what happens in Palestine. As long as you are going to allow that government to exist, then this issue will never be resolved. A two-state solution is not applicable here. They have been trying this for decades and it is never going to work because you are dealing with something that goes back 5,000 years, Casey, mm-hmm. that it is not possible for these two groups of people to coexist. So either pick one and help them or just get the hell out of it and say, we will deal with the winner whenever it's done. Those are the two options if you actually wanted to have a reasonable solution to this. And they would actually both end the same way. If the U.S. helped Israel, they would win. Or if the U.S. just said, we're out of it, good luck, let us know when you're done. Just just call us when it's time to lock up and leave. Mm-hmm. Israel would also win. But we don't want Israel to actually win. And, well, no, because we're funding both sides. But as he's mumbling and fumbling and stumbling and bumbling Doesn't he sound this, old? Yes. Would you listen to anything that he has to say? Yeah, I'm going to take that guy's advice. No, I don't think so. <laughs> remember in the remember in the wedding? You ever seen the movie The Wedding Singer with mm-hmm. Adam Sandler? Yeah, where the old guy is at the bar and he he gets in the he gets, tries to punch the the kind of the villain Glenn Gooley is the character's name in the face and Adam Sandler just looks at him and goes. What, what are you doing? And it's the same guy who played Blue in, mm-hmm. in old school, and he just looks at him and goes, ah, sorry, I used to be much stronger. <laughs> That's like Biden in there with she. Ah. I used to be much stronger. All right, and one final clip. This is uh, this is at APEC, and Biden, <laughs> this is wholly ridiculous, saying and confirming pretty much that it's not even really a shadow campaign at this point, that Gavin Newsom can do the job that Biden wants. Keep in mind, the job that Biden wants is to continue to be your president. I want to talk about Governor Newsom. I want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. Mm. 
Uh, matter of fact, you could do anything you want. He could have the job I'm looking for. <laughs> and guess what? He just might have it. You know it. what that's the equivalent of, Casey? What? That is the equivalent of there's some girl that you want to date, and you buy, she's got a birthday coming up or something, and you buy her concert tickets, and you go, why don't you just, why don't you just go with Larry over there? <laughs> you no, like no, no, why don't you go with me? Why don't you go with Larry over there? <laughs> you like him better anyway. I'll sit this one out. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. It is 21 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about the uh, UFC CEO, Dana White. He's not a big fan of corporate sponsors trying to control what uh, people do or say, especially not him. He was on a podcast with Theo Vaughn, who looks like he is completely stoned out of his mind throughout the entire (laughs) podcast every single time. This was uh, filmed at the UFC headquarters. They were discussing business sponsorships and other things. And during the interview, Dana White said that a sponsor tried to tell him to take down a pro-Trump post. Yeah. Something that he had put on his own personal uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Not anything to do with UFC. It was his own personal account. And, and he told that sponsor right where to go. Okay. This is the, uh, and enthusiastically there, this is the same guy, though, who claimed, uh, we we picked Bud Light because mm-hmm. our values align with Bud Light. So this diehard Trump supporter mm-hmm. also wants you to believe that his values align with Bud Light. Casey, I'm beginning to get a mixed message here. Yes, on Dana White. Yes. And what he stands for. Yes, I'm yeah. almost thinking he's just a marketeer who is making it up as he goes along. Yeah. Okay, well, let's listen to what he had to say about taking down a pro-Trump post after a sponsor told him to. Right mm-hmm. on my personal social media, and one of our big sponsors called and said, "Take that down." You know what I said? Huh. Go f- yourself. Yeah. Nope. You vote for whoever you want to vote for, and I'll vote for whoever I want to vote for. That's how this works. I don't even care who you're voting for. It's none of my business. F- you. Yeah. Don't ever mm-hmm. call me and tell me who to vote for. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people feel in fear these days. You know, a lot of people feel in fear that if they don't vote for certain people, they're going to lose their jobs. Yeah. I mean, it's Hollywood, for example. Think about how. F- crazy that is it sounds insane it sounds yeah. just like well it'll keep happening unless more people stand up for themselves yeah. mm-hmm. and give them the f- you mm. response he likes that word a lot doesn't he um what are the odds this actually happened like i'm pretty sure if you get into business with the ufc mm-hmm. it's the equivalent of going there's violence in this sport oh we can't be associated with violence I'm pretty sure their guys regularly wear like Trump flags and Trump hats and Dana White is a huge Trump supporter. I'm pretty sure at this point, which is why Casey Bud Light got into business with Mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. because they knew it was the exact target audience that they had completely alienated with hiring a man, a grown ass man who dresses as a little girl as their spokesperson. Everybody there. I don't believe this story happened for a minute. Well, here's the interesting thing, because it was what this past weekend that it was Trump and Kid Rock and Tucker Carlson. And I think Joe Rogan was was Joe Rogan. He's always there. Uh, They all showed up at that UFC fight. So if you're somebody who's in a marketing department and you're considering sponsoring 
anything UFC or you're considering working with Dana yeah. White, you know Trump is showing up at his stuff. You know he's going to support Donald Trump. Well, and you know, again, the amount of money we're talking to sponsor UFC, this is not, hey, I'm sponsoring uh, public service announcements at the local community radio station reminding you to thank a veteran for Veterans Day. And, you know, you're the local insurance guy and you have no idea really what the station is or does or you're not like super in tune to it. You're 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 talking hundreds of millions of dollars in most cases for a sponsorship of any sort of magnitude for UFC. You're not no company puts that sort of capital or effort behind something without being intricately familiar with who the product is, who runs the product, Mm -hmm. who the ambassadors are. You know what the what the spokespeople are like. In this case, the spokespeople are essentially the fighters and how they be. Come on, mm-hmm. no, I don't believe this happened. It was interesting because earlier in that conversation that he was having with Theo Vaughn, Theo said that he ran across the same issue where he had a sponsor who told him to take a post down and Dana White said, oh, who was it? Who was the sponsor? Who was the client? And Theo Vaughn couldn't remember. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And Dana was like, "It makes. Look, I don't know if I believe you on this. These guys are storytellers, mm-hmm. and, right? And so whether it's a pro wrestler or the way, not anymore, but the way pro wrestling used to be, or these guys, which is part of why they're so popular is because pro wrestling has become so bad. This kind of filled the void of pro wrestling. They're storytellers. They're 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 it's it's they're they're theater agents. I mean, they're designed to solicit emotion and response. And when you're in that business, you're always on and you're never off. And that's what he does. It makes for a great story. It's interesting. We're talking about it on our radio show. It's earned mm-hmm. media for him, which is exactly what he desires. So by that, it was a success. But I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt and go, oh, yeah, that definitely happened. Okay, so there was a different Dana White interview. And to your point, Rob, you're so right on this. Oh, thank you. This guy getting lots of FaceTime. Uh-huh. Uh, he says that he'll go to a doctor for a broken limb or surgery, but for issues like general health or diet, never again. I Wait. will never talk to a doctor about my general health ever again. If I break my arm, I'm gonna go see a doctor. If I need surgery, I'm gonna go see a doctor. My general health, never again. None of them know what they're talking about. They're all full of All they know is to put you on pills Mm -hmm. and put you on medicine. That's all they know. I'm wondering how many people feel that way after what we've seen since the pandemic. Well, I think it depends on the doctor, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think doctors are like anything else. They're about relationships. And I'm sure there are some who are that way and maybe even many. Obviously, we're in a country with millions of people practicing medicine that of some shape, form, or fashion, that there are people who fall into that. But there's also a lot of really good doctors who who don't behave that way, who are. I mean, I've got you know, I had a, a doctor for years. He finally retired. who was extremely libertarian. I have a dermatologist who is extremely libertarian. They don't, you know, I go see a chiropractor who's very libertarian. To paint all these people in in with a right. blanket brush is not true at all. And uh, the people I go see, they're... The last thing they want to do is medical procedures on you. The la- they look yeah, for ways to Yeah, it's only a last resort. Right. So mm-hmm. it just depends on who the doctor is. And, and and that ultimately, the onus on that falls on you to find somebody that kind of fits your philosophy and values. You know, it's uh, interesting you say that because when I was in South Bend, I had a doctor for many years. I, I credit him for saving my life when I had postpartum cardiomyopathy when my daughter was born and he retired. So yeah. uh, regardless of whether I live there still or not, 
not, I would be going through the process of getting new medical care. And and it is the thing you you almost have to interview the doctor. Yeah. You know, and build that relationship to make sure that it's a right fit. But when it comes to Daniel White, he's saying he won't go to a doctor anymore. I'm really curious if he did have an emergency and had to rush to get medical care. Is that doctor going to help him well, after I, he says something yeah, like that? that? Yeah, but that's where it comes <laughs> in with like the clarifiers. Like, well, if I had this happen or that happen, I would go to a doctor. That's just, again, the guy is a is a showman and mm-hmm. he's a marketing genius and that's what he's desi- designed to do. And again, we're talking about him. So by that, it was success. But don't take life advice from a guy who runs the UFC. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We got to go to that barber shop. We got to go. Well, I got to ask you now. Okay, it's it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Yeah. So during the commercial break, you said, hey, Kev, let's go to that barber and tell him we want the Tony Katz Yes, haircut. absolutely. We have to roll in there and say, <laughs> give us the Tony Katz. What do you think you look like? Do you nor- What do you normally tell the barber or the person who cuts you? Do you go to a stylist or barber? What do you do? <laughs> do I go to a stylist, Casey? Oh, you and your drugs. Uh, my... My direct quote to uh-huh. the person, because they, obviously they have a record of how you've had your hair cut in the past, mm-hmm. is they, they just ask, they say, is this what you want? And I just look at them and I say, you're the trained professional. Mm-hmm. You figure it out. I do that too. And it always gets a nice little chuckle and mm-hmm. we go about our merry, merry way. Um, Kev, you you are a man, you are a hair connoisseur. I mean, you're a person who, like some of us are just like, I need this to last me two months and mm-hmm. I am poor, please help. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, spend a great deal of the fortune you have acquired here on on haircuts and styles. Yeah, I get a haircut once a month Yeah, at a nice um, kind of old-fashioned so barber shop. Just, so so we, we have to okay. go, you have to go, you have to go to this, this uh, barber lounge and go in there and I will go with you and we will say, Give him the Tony Cat. Now, do they provide a cocktail? I have no We have to find your haircut. Is that what you're? Oh, it's like like Tony Cat special. Did you say something there about there being a a a lounge or something where you can have? I thought I heard that. I feel like there would be at a place that Tony's going to. I feel like they would serve up some bourbon Mm -hmm. on the rocks. Yeah, Yeah. a little hot towel for you know. When you go, do you get the shave too? No, I've. I don't think I've ever done the shave, but that actually sounds very nice and refreshing. Yeah, you wouldn't be afraid of the razor? No, I get... You know, one time I did get the uh, shave with that old-fashioned razor, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, so the name of this place is 459 Barber Lounge. Mm-hmm. I've actually been past this place mm-hmm. before. It looks very nice <laughs> on the outside. And uh, so, Kev, at some point here, maybe even over like Christmas break or something we will roll in there and just simply won't tell them who we are or anything. We're just going to roll in. You're going to look right at the person at the desk and say, give me the Tony Katz. What do we think their reaction is going to be? <laughs> I, I, I think they're going to look at both of you and go, your hair's not long enough. Because you no, both my, wear your hair short. Mine will grow out. It will be kind of shaggy mm-hmm. by the time Christmas Yeah, we'll make it work, around. Casey. I mean, okay. yeah, right now, Kev, you're you're fine, but we are absolutely we're absolutely now, going to uh, going to do that. Here's the real question. Yeah. Will they wash your hair? Will they shampoo it and mm-hmm. dry it off? And well, everything? that's that's we're going to find out what the Tony Katz barber the experience, experience yeah. is. Yeah. That's what is I usually like. do. And we and we don't want them to be prepared for this. Mm-hmm. We want to just completely catch them <laughs> off. It's like so um you know, and this is this is not new to this radio station that that parts of the show inter, in, integrate themselves into businesses. Um, for 
years, we had a lot of fans that were ran the Red Garter down the street mm -hmm. from us when I worked mm -hmm. with the women. Mm -hmm. And the the and I have no idea post-COVID if this is still true or not, but for years, the best-kept secret in Indianapolis was the Red Garter had phenomenal food, like especially hamburgers. Yeah. And look, I mean, it, Chuckle Chuckle, the strip club, has great food. It was, it was a legitimately known thing of people who were in the know. And we used to talk about that all the time to the point where they once came into the studio and brought, brought us food. food. And then they actually named, and I have no idea if it's still on the menu or not, one of the burgers after Daisy. And it was her chosen burger was on the menu at the at the Red Garter. So it, I, I have no doubt that if you walked in there and said, give me the Tony Katz, they would know exactly what you're talking about and be able to whip up the Tony Katz yeah. hair experience. Mm -hmm. Nice. You'll, you'll be able yeah. to get all the products that he uses. You'll walk out smelling like him. He normally smells pretty good. Yeah, yeah that honestly, I'm really <laughs> curious about the products that he uses. Somebody, yeah. somebody in the YouTube chat said yeah. they have beer and wine at this place. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Now, what would really be weird is if I walked in and said, so give, give, me the, <laughs> give me the Tony Katz. Yeah, you'd look a little mm. strange. I've often thought about going to a Brunette uh, because of, you know, it, it's expensive to maintain the blonde. Well, you are a brunette, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, big surprise to everybody. That's not a natural blonde. But I've never actually seen you as a brunette, so yeah. that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it w I think it would be uh, less expensive to maintain the brunette hair Why color. don't you just go with it for a while? Just yeah. see what Should happens. Should I do it? I Absolutely. tried. When I worked at the TV station, I tried, and I asked my boss, I said, hey, I'm thinking about you know going with the natural hair color yeah. and doing the brunette. And he said, no, absolutely not. You're a blonde. So I wasn't even allowed. Wow! In the modern contractually, well, it I was think in your that, that's wrong. No, yes. I think that's wrong. there's no way that would hold water today. That you could it was not even five years ago, Rob. Yes, they said no. You are a blonde. You will maintain the blonde. Think of, all those, think of all those videos we have to watch about how you're not allowed to point out anyone's physical appearances whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I mean, every year we have to watch a three-hour video. On yeah, but TV's different. I mean, they can tell the anchors, hey, you know what? You look a little funny. Let's put glasses on you or wear your hair this way. Or, really? Yeah. And they get away with that? Say, like, this I don't is like the facial this. hair we'll yeah. accept from you. Yeah. They probably like, criticize dresses and suits and stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean that's part of it because it's a visual medium. All right, Kev, we're doing this over Christmas break at some point. <laughs> and we should go. wear suits, actually. Yeah, like a, a, a blue, navy Do blue suit. Do it up. Yes, get all dolled up yeah. and go in there. We're going to talk like Tony Katz. Mm -hmm. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, what, a sh what a schmuck my last barber was. Oh, the guy was awful. Oh. <laughs> hey, let's talk about this poll. And, and we'll, we'll have unlit cigars in our mouths and we'll be pointing at them the entire time. <laughs> right. While, well, you know what? He does the point, and you do the thumbs up. Yeah, but no, I, but we're gonna go in like Tony Katz. Uh -huh, it's so gonna you be have a to Tony do the point. Yeah, I would love that. I love it. And then Take the whole, video the the whole, whole time thing. you're getting your hair cut, I'm just gonna do like phrases like Tony Katz. What do I have all day? Hey, hurry it up over here. <laughs> Call him Boo Boo and Kitten too, because <laughs> he does that as well. I see what kind of haircut you get after you call the barber Kitten. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's not a good idea. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs>
I'll probably steer clear of that. Yeah. <laughs> it is 1141. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Uh, let's talk about this poll really quick, yes. shall we? This is a Yahoo News YouGov poll, and it says that Donald Trump is leading 44 to 42%. This is a head-to-head nope. election nope. matchup. You know the rule, Casey. I do know the rule that you are not going to pay any attention nope. to any polling anymore unless you get the uh, RF, RFKJ in Yes, there unless well. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is in the poll, mm-hmm. I am no longer, you. it's half your show, so mm-hmm. if you want to take this segment, go for it, but I am not participating in any poll that doesn't have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Okay, well, the biggest concerns that came up in this polling were Biden's health and mental acuity, 64% saying they were somewhat or very concerned about the matter. But <laughs> the president. I do want to add that there was a Fox News poll yeah. that was just released last night. Okay. And when they went head to head, the matchup, Joe Biden sitting at 46 percent, uh-huh. Donald Trump at 50 percent. But yeah. Rob Kendall, yeah. they must have been listening to you. Oh, that's great. And Jesse Waters said the exact oh, same thing that you said. Thank you. He's not going to pay attention to any polling in the future unless it has Robert Kennedy Jr. in there as well. And yeah. And he echoed what you have been saying for a while, and that is that Kennedy is going to take numbers away from Trump. I mean, when you got a guy who in every poll, and it varies, but he's somewhere between 10 and 20 Mm percent, that's a person who clearly needs to be included in the conversation because he is pulling votes from one side or another. And so it's just ridiculous at this point to have a poll. Now, if he craters and, you know, three months from now is at 2%, then okay. But when you get a guy at polling consistently between 10 and 20 when he's included, that's malpractice not to have him in your poll. Okay, so they did not only put Kennedy in this poll, but they put Cornell West and also Jill Stein Okay, in there. now we got a ball game All here. right, here we go, and this is how it stacks up. Donald Trump sitting at 41%, yeah. Biden at 35%, Kennedy 15 Cornell West at 3%, Jill Stein at 3%. So it makes but a huge difference. It does make a difference when you put Kennedy in the poll, Trump goes from 50% down to 41%. Thank you, Casey. However, he's still leading. Fine, fine, but it makes a huge difference. It does. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. Rob, have you ever thought of moving? <laughs> Every day I think about getting out of the hellhole that is Brownsburg. Why, yes, Casey. Yes, I have. You might want to consider one of these four cities because they are set to become economic powerhouses. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, we, and we can do this segment. That's fine. I don't want any part of anything that's an economic anything because you know what that means? It means warehouses. It means construction. Mm-hmm. It means dirt. It means disruption. I'm trying to get the hell out of dirt and disruption, Casey, but go ahead and tell me. Tell me where the economic drivers are in this country. Okay, well, there's a new report that came out from Barron's and they said that Dallas, Houston, Nashville, and Miami are poised to become economic powerhouses. Okay, so this is super interesting. What were the four cities again? They are Dallas, Houston, Nashville, and Miami. You know what all four of those cities have in common? They're all from red states. Well, but they're also in states that have 
no state income tax. Oh, yes, very good. Okay, so a lot of people have been moving away from places like New York and California, what? and they're settling in these other states. No and, way. And even billionaire Ken Griffin says that Miami could unseat New York as the world's financial center. Well, here, so here is the question, and, and, and it's maybe somebody from the business world at Robin Kendall on Twitter at Casey Daniels three one seven can let us know. In the, in a internet world where mm-hmm. everybody is connected, the Zooms, the whatevers, yeah. where you know nothing has to be in person anymore. Why would you be somewhere where you're at a huge tax or government regulatory disadvantage? Well. I think that's one of the things that Donald Trump has been talking about as well. Not only because he says he can't get a fair trial in New York, sure. but these other states, as you mentioned, better on taxes if you own a company. Yeah, I, I just, I don't understand. And again, there's got to be some, you know, it used to be New York. It's the economic hub of the entire world, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, location means relatively nothing anymore because you can do business with anyone anywhere at any time and you no longer have i mean there was probably you know a time obviously where it's like we must be in new york because we have all these meetings and blah well that doesn't even really matter much anymore does it well not only that you're the rich one in this equation casey you tell me does it matter you know more about business than i do i would definitely move to someplace that was more tax friendly but it's not just the taxes that are driving this they're saying it's other things like the dfw airport yeah. Much bigger than the airport in New York makes traveling there much easier. Yeah, like so, if you got to go to LaGuardia or someplace mm-hmm. like that, what a hell on earth. Now, I've been to the Miami airport, and I will tell you, that airport stinks. Really? Yeah, I... I, I, I <laughs> flew once upon a time against my better judgment to my to Miami, and it was horrible. That mm-hmm. airport stinks. Okay, so these uh, four states, let's see, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and New York, they're losing yeah. uh, people, and they're losing them to Texas, Tennessee, and Florida. Why, and why would? What were the states again? Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, well, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and New York. Yeah, so Delaware mm-hmm. carves out a bunch of specialties for businesses, though right don't yep. they have they, there's all sorts of corporations that are housed in delaware and people are like why would that be because it's a, a blue state but they have all sorts of special goodies carved out for businesses mm-hmm. um and i think you see like a lot of banking and stuff done in delaware but again i mean if these other red states are willing to catch up and their actual tax climate for individuals is markedly better which it is in a florida or a tennessee or a texas then why wouldn't you be there now here's something that's a little bit closer to home just last year you know caterpillar yeah uh the company that makes machinery yes Yes. machinery Mm -hmm. okay they've been based in illinois Mm -hmm. for years right Mm -hmm. they announced just last year that they're going to be moving their headquarters down to irving texas which is close to Dallas and Fort Worth. Sure, and it really does. Again, you can have a big government or you can have good taxes. And the states, because states have to have a uh, have to have balanced budgets. They can't print money. Um, you can have one or the other. And this is why the action of the Indiana government is so fearful for me because they have continually raised many of our taxes, as we've seen. They have continually grown the government, as we have seen. And eventually these two things you know, catch up. They collide and meet mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. And you see these places like a Florida or a Tennessee or a Texas that don't have state income tax, um, and their other taxes are not damaging comparative to the taxes they don't have. People are going to choose to do business. They're going to choose to move there. They're going to choose to go there. Yep. So there are 25 Fortune 500 companies that have moved from 
from New York to Houston, making Texas their headquarters. And uh, Texas, by the way, growing by some 4 million people, and that does not include migrants that are crossing the border. Yeah, my next move, Casey's going to be into the woods somewhere, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be on at least six six acres somewhere, and it's going to be somewhere in an unincorporated place where I don't have to deal with stupid town or city councils like I do uh, where I live in Brownsburg, and uh, the goal will be a rural place of some sort where hopefully there is still a a minute amount of common sense in the public education system, and that'll be my next move. Okay, we have time to talk about one more thing, and I'm going to give you dealer's choice. Okay, very good. Would would you rather talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey (laughs) or Hold Me Close Now, Tony Danza? Uh, Casey, I would rather jam an ice pick between my eyes than talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So let's go with Tony Danza. Okay, but I think you're crazy because the internet is not ready for what's going to happen on Monday Night Football with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey as their parents are set to meet during the Monday Night Football game. Why didn't you even ask me what I wanted to talk about? You just (laughs) talked about what you wanted to talk about. This is your show now, Casey. Why didn't you just say this is what we're going to talk about? The internet is going to explode. It's going to split in half. It's going to be insane Uh as Taylor and Travis's mom and dad meet at Monday Night Football at Kansas City when they play the Eagles. It's going to be crazy. Okay, Tony Danza, 72 years old. Have you seen pictures of him lately? Uh, uh, No, I haven't. Is this this like an RFK Jr. thing where you're going to want to have it? It is exactly like that. He uh, emerged with a ripped bod, Uh a six-pack. Wow. Well, Tony Danza was a a boxer at one point, Mm -hmm. and and he has always been very physically fit. That's why in the, uh, what was the show he was on? Who's the Boss? There would always Mm -hmm. have, uh, you know, scenes of him coming out of the shower or whatever. So, I mean, he's always been a fairly well-assembled individual. So this doesn't surprise me at all. Now, if you had your choice, RFK Jr., Uh because you have groped RFK Jr., Uh or Tony Danza, which one are you choosing? I'm going to go with Tony Danza on this one. Yes. They're about the same age, too. They are about the same age, but Tony Danza looks good. Oh, well. (laughs) Jim, you better get it together, buddy. (laughs) All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Wake up, Casey, 13. Okay. 13% to be exact. Now, how is this going to change my life? Well, right now, you can get a 13% bonus when you invest your money. And even a person who is stupid rich like you would like to get a 13% bonus, (laughs) right? Right. When you invest $100,000, you get a $13,000 bonus. Now, I know you lose $100,000 a day. So, $13,000, well, it's probably even still a big deal. Yeah, well. Uh, Right. (laughs) <laughs> no, it is a big deal, and I don't lose $100,000 a day. <laughs> Not only will you get a 13% bonus, you're also going to get a competitive return, an average of 7% a year for the past 10 years. And get this, Rob, you're going to sleep well knowing your money is backed by one of the largest insurance companies in the world. You can learn more from Bill Demery, your retirement guy right here in Indy. He's also our retirement guy. Call him, 317-932-9912. Just like our radio careers, this 13% bonus won't last long. So call 317-932-9912. 317-932-9912. Past performance is no guarantee of future returns.